Hey, I'm Eternal Savvy. And I'm Warped Lamp. Welcome to The Twisted Lantern, a podcast about a single game that we're a little too interested in, Kingdom Death Monster. So whether you're interested in the game's design or just want to hear two people talk for a while, this is a good place to be. So, without further ado, let's light the lantern. Excellent, and welcome to episode 5. This is certainly, this is going to be somewhat of a lead-in from the last episode. It is, and in that same vein, this is the same recording session as the last episode. So if you gave us angry feedback on the last one, we haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Indeed, and we don't know any of the things that you may have suggested, but fortunately that won't come into play since we've already decided on today's episode topic, which is fighting arts. And uh, there is is not as many to go through as we thought there might be in the core game, but they definitely still bear mentioning. So I feel like just right out the box, what we absolutely have to acknowledge is that um, if you've seen us play Kingdom Death Monster, you might have noticed that we're never excited to receive a fighting <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a number of reasons for that. So we'll, we'll run through that before we run through fighting arts in and of themselves. So the points at which you pick up... Fighting Arts is whenever you get an age milestone for your character, Uh, and here's the thing about age milestones, is that when you reach them, you roll on a table, and there's a number of different benefits, but the most common one is Fighting Arts. Now, Fighting Arts are a boon, but uh, (laughs) there's a lot more on those tables which are far more preferable. Yeah, I know, generally you can get, like, stats or... No, that's really the one. Stats, that's what you want. Mm, and oh, it is it is unfortunately somewhat disheartening how uncommon it is to get some of the stats. Like, if you roll real well, you could get, like, extra accuracy or extra evasion. And I think we've made it perfectly clear how much we like evasion. But um, regardless, the, the, the most common range, which is the, what, like... 7 through 14 on rolls, uh, is is you draw a random fighting art. And that's the other side of why we're not massively keen on fighting arts, is that you're not going to get what you want most of the time. Yeah, there's there's plenty of good fighting arts, do not get us wrong. We've even made our small little personal tier list here, which we'll get into. But uh, generally speaking, uh, we, made a, we made quite a point to mention in the last episode that agency is quite the powerful thing. And uh, when you draw a fighting art, you have no agency whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those instances where you just you just draw the card and you just hope. There is for for a random set of cards, they are almost all about specific situations or circumstances. Now, granted, in most situations the intention is that the fighting art that you pick up sort of dictates what you are going to start gearing that character towards because you won't have had any kind of weapon specialization or proficiency by that point because when you pick up the fighting art is when you can start specializing so for the most part it the 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 idea of them is 
being a bad thing is minimized by them but, trying go but the bad the bad news part of it is that the later you get the more likely you are to have gotten an amount of fighting arts that you like which you can only you can only ever have three of these bad boys so if you get a set that you really like and then you have another fighting art drawn well say goodbye which, to one pick which one of your children you like the least because you gotta get rid of one not to mention that, like, the later the milestone you get to, the worse it is to roll that fighting art. They they mitigate it to some degree. I think on, like, the last two age milestones, they severely, like, make the, they, they, they make the range of fighting art rolls far, far smaller. But we've had situations where, like, we just roll another, we roll a fourth fucking fighting art on their we third got, age milestone. We got so, so few stat boosts in civilization. It was miserable. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, not to mention as well that, like, when they are so ephemeral, when they can just kind of come and go just because you got too many of them. It it's hard to them... get excited about. Yeah, like, put it this way. Weapon specializations feel more like a a story, like a story that you're creating about your character. Fighting arts just feel like, eh, like like a just a, ra- they shouldn't just be a random thing. They, in my opinion, because a fighting art implies that you've been training. You know, it implies that it, it doesn't feel like a fighting art should be something that you just randomly thought of. It should be something that you've worked towards, and there are ways to determine yes. which ones you get but now, it does sound like what you're describing there savvy are secret fighting arts that actually have some sort of story weight to them and are generally like pretty cool and really damn good and sometimes really hard to get your hands on and we're not talking about those <laughs> yeah like we i would say we infinitely prefer secret fighting arts granted that's obvious because they are designed to be fucking dope on every on every front um that being said, I I don't want it to make it I don't want to make it seem like we're shitting on fighting arts. However, we are probably going to open up by shitting on our least favorite fighting arts. Yeah, that's unavoidable. It is, fighting arts are still nice. Don't get me wrong; they can color a character in terms of how they're used and what they what role they fulfill. So you know what, they have their place. I like them overall, but I just don't welcome the shitty ones. <laughs> Speaking of shitty ones, we have a tier list here. Let's let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the very bottom, sitting alone in its own tier of how do we do this? A, B, C, D, E, F? Yeah, sitting all alone, all by itself in F tier is last man standing. Quite fitting that it should be by itself. Last man standing sounds dope. It is, however, dependent on you being the last man standing. Yeah, on, when you're the only survivor on the showdown board, you cannot gain bleeding tokens or be knocked down. So it might sound like, oh, I'm invincible, right? Wrong. Because generally what kills you is not bleeding tokens, but the the severe injury tables. And it doesn't protect you from that, not one bit. Like, let's be real here. The situation in which you have one man left is a situation wherein they have likely been beaten to a goddamn pulp already and have very little of their armor left they have guess what no other allies and are the only other they are the only target on the board for the monster if you if you if last man standing is procced you're fucked we cannot simply cannot approve of last man standing this is always a disappointment 
it is it is a trash pull in the worst way don't get me wrong we've had some cool moments where the last man standing does something cool and it is unequivocally never because they have the last man standing <laughs> fighting art <laughs> i mean it's not even something you could control like you just have to hope that the guy with the last man standing fighting art is the last man standing <laughs> bad bad next up in e-tier yeah so next up in e-tier we've got um we've only got two we've got orator of death and we've got tough um so orator of death although it does do something when you uh when you are not dead you can spend an action to give all non-death survivors two insanity once per showdown which is fine um it's primary it's primary feature is that when if when you die I, I like how it says when you die, not if you die, when you die. <laughs> <laughs> you can encourage all of the survivors with your last words. This is not good. Ugh. Because if you die and nobody is knocked down, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> I would say the only good thing about Orator of Death, and you know what, and Last Man Standing as a result as well, is that it acts as a very good fighting art to get rid of if you need to get rid of one. Um, it also is given to you for free with uh, the first uh, with the first settlement event, with the first timeline event, rather. So, it's just an unwelcome pull. Yeah. Uh, tough, we might be, I, I will admit, we might be being needlessly harsh to Tough, because it does give you plus one on uh, on on your severe injury table results, but if you roll a one, it doesn't count. So, not really doing that much at that point. Like not rolling, like that's that's what I that's what I want to try and avoid. You know, is those ones. And I I will admit, um, the plus one doesn't really change anything if you're rolling that badly. But there are circumstances where you might have more than a plus one. Not to mention as well, like. I mean, the good side of it is that it turns nines and tens, it, rather than just tens, into a nothing injury. But it's just one of those ones where it's like, man, I don't want to be putting myself in this situation to begin with. It's nice to have, but... Uh. I I just, I just always prefer something else. <laughs> yeah, the Last Man Standing, Orator of Death and Tough pretty much equivalent just when we draw them we're never that happy it's it's just eh. yeah no maybe maybe an actual effectiveness we should bump tough up but in the matter in, in in strictly ranking it on how much joy we feel when we see it it is exactly where it belongs yeah it is it is at it is at best e plus tier e plus at best <laughs> what does e plus mean i don't know it's still a fail, is what it is. <laughs> now, as we said in our previous episode as well, we're going to try and actually like sprinkle in our own personal experiences with these. There's a reason we've just run through these ones without any personal experiences. Because we don't like them. They don't give you fun stories. No. Mm. So these so these first, the lower tiers are honestly just going to be us just kind of stating what they're about. It's when we get to the high tiers that we're going to have some real fun. Yeah, then we'll actually have some things to say. Hmm. Uh, but on the thought of things we won't have anything to say about is, uh, hold on, I'm bad at letters, A, B, C, D tier! 
Yes. So here in D tier, we've got uh, we've got again a small tier with only with only three winners in Clutch Fighter, Tumble, and Monster Claw style. And two out of three of these, we will not have very much to say about. There is also just just briefly, uh, these tiers are our opinion. I know a lot of people who would personally put Monster Claw style very high up, but this is our opinion. The thing about Monster Claw style is that I can completely understand why you would be inclined to put it at high tier, because if you're a fist and tooth character, you literally need it. But that's the thing, is that that's the only time you need it. If you're not doing that, this means nothing to you. And there is only one way that you can pick who becomes your Monster Claw style uh, person, and that's if you... interact with the bone witch who is bad or you could make a statue or you could make a statue that yeah again the statue just briefly statue is an innovation uh where you can build a a a fighting style to in the form of a statue to inspire other people to learn that fighting style but you can only ever do it once so you pick the one fighting style and that's the only one that people can reliably learn forever yeah so if you want to if you want a broad stroke recommendation otherworldly luck that's not in this pool here that's with our homeboy flower knight but trust me you want otherworldly luck without a fucking doubt monster claw fighting style is not the one that you want to be giving to everybody forever (sighs) but that being said i will give monster claw this it is a it is a very cool image that it gives the Mm -hmm. idea of someone literally growing monster claws that is cool yeah that is the that that's the one we have something to say about meanwhile clutch fighter um, I will admit, Clutch Fighter does something. If you have three bleeding tokens, gain plus one strength and plus one accuracy. But, like, I don't want bleed tokens. I don't want this. You'll notice a trend, which is that the ones which are on the lower end are stuff that are, that is dependent on you being in a bad position in the first place. Yeah, no, we, we don't want, we don't want to come up from behind. We don't want to be there to begin with. It could give you some cool comeback stories, don't get me wrong, but I'd, I'd rather have my fighting style doing something actively useful, you know? It'll also be noted that plus one strength and plus one accuracy is also just what Monster Claw style gives you at baseline if you're using Fist and Tooth, so mm. that's that's fun, they're in the same tier together. Also, Tumble! Um, Tumble might actually be better than I'm giving it credit for, because on a 6+, plus, then... Uh, then when something collides with you, you, you don't. You just roll so, out of the way. So maybe it's fine, but like, again, this comes back down to agency. I don't want to roll a die to maybe have a chance at doing it. I'd rather consistency. The only time I'll take random chance is when consistency is not allowed. Like when you're dealing with the, uh, the spear specialization on traps. Like, I'll take that because you don't have another option. Here we have another option. Yeah. The only this will come up when we talk about the Dung Beetle Knight, but Tumble is a is a interesting case because it I would say that it actually jumps up at least one tier if you are running the the if you are running Dung Beetle Knight. Because not only does Dung Beetle Knight make it so that you can teach yourself Tumble, which makes it miles more valuable but it also is the dung is extremely handy in dealing with the dung beetle knight because a lot of his moves are to do with collision but that is neither here nor there now we get to a 
more interesting tier, C tier, where there's actually some shit to say. <laughs> yeah, no, we might actually have a story to tell here, but we will not have that with Double Dash. <laughs> Double Dash allows you to, uh, once per round, you may spend an action to gain another move. It means you can move twice. If you thought you might be able to do that without this, you cannot. That was a mistake we made to begin with. Now... Yeah, it's a very reasonable mistake. <laughs> Double Dash is... The reason it's at C tier is because it's one of those ones where it's it's good, it's just very understated. It is not always super situational, but it is useful. Like, there are plenty of situations where, you know, maybe you just don't have Dash yet. Or maybe you do have dash, and your guy with double dash just got knocked ass over end to the other side of the battlefield. And in that situation, he that's not a problem for him. He can just run back into the fight. And it's nice. It's a very cool thing to have. It just doesn't really provide any massively cool stories. It for, just means for me, not for me, honestly, the thing that holds it back is that it's a fighting art. You only get three of them. Like, if this was yeah. an item, I would go to bat for it, like, six days from Sunday, but it's not. It's a fighting art. Which is, yeah. When there's other better options, it's... <sighs> I mean, put it this way. It's one of the ones that's going to get replaced pretty easily if you draw something better. Yeah, like, there's times where, like, not having it, you'll really feel it, but, like, you'll live. Yeah. I'll roll into the other understated one, which uh, is Crazed. On a perfect hit, gain an insanity. It's. I will say this: there is an there is a top tier fighting art that we'll be talking about where this is a very welcome combo with it. But on its own, it's nice. It's just very replaceable. Mm-hmm. Have giving yourself extra armor on your brain. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, no, I won't complain about it, but like I'll also very likely forget about it. Yeah, it's easy to just leave it by the wayside. Uh, What you should go out of your way to not forget about, though, is Unconscious Fighter. Because, again, this is another one that we do not like very much because it's boring. But it is extremely effective in what it does, which is make you die a little bit less. It takes seven bleeding tokens to kill you instead of five. That's it. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it's good. If that's what I've drawn... I'm not going to be unhappy about it. I'm just going to be very aware of the fact that I could have got something better. But And hell, if you have that, maybe you'll be able to make Clutch Fighter usable. Because now you'll be in a little bit less danger. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's very solidly C-tier. It's exactly where it deserves to be. Uh, Combo Master. On a perfect hit, make an additional attack roll. Dangerous. This one, this one can be really good, but... <sighs> It's also problematic, because yeah. if it's if it's on something where you already have, like, a lot of attacks and will get a lot of... Per- like, say you're a Dagger Master. Like, you're gonna get a lot of perfect hits, and, like, getting more attacks, like... Again, in other games, this would sound really, really good, but you just need control, you know? You don't always want to be blasting the monster end over end, because that's how you run face first into trap, or really bad reactions. <laughs> It immediately sounds like it should be an A tier, but 
speed is the most give and take stat that you can you can deal with and we have on more than one occasion been fucked by the final card that we drawn or in the case of combo master the additional card and i will state this clarification it does not say on a perfect hit you may make one additional attack roll it says make an additional attack roll you don't have a choice in the matter no agency i will say though if you have this in the zonbatel that's very good i'm hmm would that work with slow um i would think it would well you know what would definitely make it work would be berserker if you yes. had both of these things good segue good segue um berserkers in c tier for a number of reasons so it requires some context to begin with. I've I've personally had some pretty good experiences with Berserker, but that's because I'm a great weapon user. I'm I'm a big fan of that Zombato. And if there's one thing that is really nice when you have a Zombato, it's being able to ignore the slow quality on the weapon. And uh, again, for context, slow stops you from attacking more than once. Um, frenzy means that you can't use fighting arts. Bad. You can't spend survival bad but you gain a strength you gain a speed and ignore slow on your weapons oh yeah that wouldn't let you use combo master i'll take my yeah. dunce cap <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it segued well it was fine uh, but um <laughs> the the yeah so there's a couple of reasons oh and i should mention as well frenzy also gives you 1d5 insanity which is very good now the reason it's in c tier you have to fall over to do it. Yeah, for one, you have to you have to be knocked on your ass because that's just the way that frenzy works. Uh, and for two, this isn't always helpful. Yeah, it's <sighs> the situations in which I've had good experiences with it are specifically when you I am in a fight where one I'm already being frenzied. Cough, the butcher. Two. I am having my survival drained like a motherfucker, either by virtue of needing to dodge a lot or just having it removed from me. Um, or, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, it's great if you are out of survival and you're, you're going to be hit no matter what anyway. Then, yes, great, I will spend an action to berserk and turn myself into a killing machine. Yeah, and there it's really cool. It's really yeah. cool and it's really awesome. But much like Double Dash, this is much better as an item. But unlike Double Dash, it is an item. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in the form of uh, juiced balls or frenzy drink. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot to talk about with Berserker, actually, because there's one final thing, which is, as we mentioned, you can't use fighting arts or weapon specializations with it, which, again, makes it really give or take. C tier. Very C tier. Mm-hmm. And uh, last, uh, last one, bringing up, uh, bringing up the end of C tier. We've got strategist. I part of me wants to believe that this is good, but I just, I just can't accept that. It's, it's one of the ones where I know there is a few events which are benefited by having a strategist. So, like, I think you can corner the Gregalope on the hunt table. Yes, that. you can. I did. <laughs> I forgot it was called a Gregolo, but yes, that is what it is. I was trying to remember. Yeah, however, it does, it does let you do that. However, the Gregolope is a level two antelope. So, is this a benefit? We just don't know. Again, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, a strategist during the showdown setup, after placing terrain, you may put down a giant stone face or something that's not a giant stone face, which means it's not important. Thing, thing about the toppled pillar is, it's just impossible to rain the blocks line of sight. It's very that's situational, but guess guess what does that and also more the giant stone face. Um, if you are running a bowmaster. Oh, strategist is good because it is good. Although, quick addendum note on that: a continuation of my personal tale from last time. My utility bitch with a bow. What did have a strategist? And I'll have you know that doesn't make it better. <laughs> you still have to be a character that can hit something with the bow. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. It's it's one of those ones. <laughs> I would probably say strategist on your team with your with your bowmaster is pretty essential. Shame it's a random pull. Now, strategist is one that you can get. It's a 50-50, but I know for a fact you get strategist from doing um, Protect the Young. I think that's the one. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, that there is there there is a 50-50 shot that you will pick up strategist if you are going with it. Again, like we said, uh, we said in the previous episodes, we like having a savage situation. The 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 benefits of the of being a a, a nice group of people is understated. It's not on the card itself. It's in the interactions it has with the rest of the game. Up to you what you prefer. But we prefer being cavemen who hit stuff with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And just because we didn't mention it, the giant stone face gives you more range on your bow and a higher accuracy, which is, which is why very it's so nice. good. Yeah, very, very good. C tier, too situational. Now B tier, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're talking. There is, oh, there's some good, good interactions here. I'm loving B tier. Yeah, B tier is very good. But uh, just, just out of the box, the least noteworthy of B tier, but we do want to put it here, is cross arm block. Now... It might not sound that great. Uh, whenever you are hit, after locations are rolled, you may change one result to the arms hit location. That doesn't sound very good, but it is. Because again, agency. If you can make it so you were hitting the arms, it means you weren't hitting the head. Yeah. Again, I, yeah, I mean, Lamp has nailed it. She very acutely assessed that it's about agency. Options which give you more options are the ones you want to pick up. If you have the ability to choose what is happening to you, you want that option. And, you know, if you aren't, you don't want to be hit in the head because it's the one location that is the most deadly and doesn't have a lightly injured um, state. It always knocks you down if you don't have armor on it. So that amount of control, very good. Yeah, and, and also it gives you the cool thing where, like, if you don't have much armor, you end up being like, oh, hey, cool, we just got some uh, we just got some gauntlets. Yeah, let's have this one dude with some cool gauntlets on. <laughs> now, now, I will note, um, I don't think... Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to check here real quick. Mm -hmm. So, it does not say that you need arms to use cross-arm block. <laughs> <laughs> If you lose both your arms, you can't activate weapons, but it doesn't say you can't use cross-arm block. That's, so, you know, consider so that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I never realized that. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> 
If someone says I'm wrong, I'll believe you, but I I really don't want to (laughs) be. Do you know what it is at that point? At that point, you have JoJo-level controls over your luck, which means you always get shit in the shoulder. (laughs) Fate just twists every attack to hit you in the shoulder. (laughs) Oh, my God. That aside. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Mighty Strike. Awesome fighting art. Just oh, it, again, this is this one is it, it doesn't seem as good because it is a it's a it's a luck based one and and last uh, last episode we talked about the idea of reliability versus situational devastation and uh, mighty strike is the latter. It's on a perfect hit, gain plus two strength until the end of the attack. We should mention it does not say once per attack. If you roll multiple perfect hits, that is multiple plus twos. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is disgusting, and uh, and this is this is high tier compared to um, compared to Combo Master because just being able to amp up the attacks you have is always going to be better than having more attacks. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's also very nice because it very very nicely ties in with the scrap weapon set. Um, the scrap weapons will on a perfect hit they will sharpen and gain plus four or plus two strength and you have mighty strike it basically means oh hey did i just perfect hit well i'm i got a free wound that's what that means (laughs) but lamp and savvy surely you wouldn't be able to get a scrap sword and mighty strike early game in the same run well here's the thing (laughs) here's Here's the thing about luck Sometimes it hands you the same plate on several occasions. <laughs> Savvy and I are a big fan of that plate. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? The waiters brought it out a number of times, and we're very grateful to them for that. <laughs> it's the one favor KDM keeps doing us. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you just got really fucked that fight. Uh, you know what? You know what, Lamp? Savvy? Don't worry. Here's a scrap sword. <laughs> Thank you. Can we have another one? Sure. Sure, here you go. <laughs> oh. You might think we milk that story too much, but we cannot stress enough how funny it is. I think, has it happened like four times now? Um, we get a lot of scrap swords from the <laughs> We've had a number of disgusting runs. Anyway. Anyway, Thrill Seeker. This one's awesome. And there is only one reason it's not in the top tier, and it's because it's not... It's easy to activate, it's just not universal across the board. Uh, Thrill Seeker allows you to gain an additional survival whenever you would gain a survival. Doesn't sound like much. But it is. Yeah, and it comes down to the specific wording on one set of gear. And again, this fighting art makes the rawhide armor set even more worthwhile picking up at any point in the game. This makes it... This turns it from a good through to mid game to a good through to late game set of armor, in my opinion. Um, in, case you, in case you've forgotten, uh, because it was uh, two episodes now that we, we mentioned the, the armor set... If you have a full armor set of rawhide, then you get the rawhide bonus, which is every time you would spend a survival, uh, roll a d6 
sorry, D10. And on a six plus, it's not that you don't spend it. It's that you gain one back. With Thrill Seeker, you gain two back. That means you have... So we had a number of places where you roll just like absolute dog shit. Jay, Jay, I don't, I think he has had the worst luck with the rawhide bonus. I think he legit went one point where he had seven survival and every single one got Didn't spent. get a single one back. <laughs> yeah, never got one back. But in the case of Thrill Seeker, if you are, if you roll, if you roll below a six twice and then roll once, then you've made it back. It's, it's excellent. It just, oh. If you're getting more survival, that's a good thing on all accounts. Very, very good. Not to mention that you can pick up another fighting art, which leads into it. Oh, no, no, sorry. Not a fighting art. A piece of gear, the dagger, the bone dagger, which is on a perfect hit, gain a survival. Thrill Seeker. <laughs> Works with that. Even more. Yeah. Oodles and oodles. Oodles and oodles. It's unreasonable. Thrill Seeker, super, super good. Yeah, it's it's the fact that you can proc it with two of the earliest pieces of gear in the game is what makes it beat it. It's great. It is fantastic. And now we're and now we're up to A tier. Indeed, 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 indeed. Now, I think we can talk a little a little bit in depth about these ones because these have a a number of very fun situations that we've ended up with as a result of these, and uh, they, oh, they're all great. They are all so good. Now, I I feel like we should probably start with the least noteworthy, although easily the best out of all of them. Uh, extra sense. I love extra sense so they much. Dodge one additional time per round. Mm. Mwah. Mwah. Italian chef, beautiful. Mwah. This comes back to agency again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that motherfucking agency. I could, you could dodge an extra time around. Guess what? If you, if fuck, there's some cool shit you could do with this. Even have you got a shield? Have you got a any shield? Just, just fucking ignore three attacks a fucking round. Are you fighting something that has low speed? Are you are you fighting something that is a low level monster? Welcome to never being fucking hit again ever in your damn life, so long as you're fighting low level monsters, because that's what this is doing for you. Extra sense allows you to be a cheater. <laughs> Those monsters will not stand a goddamn chance. <laughs> And as we've stated, we like the options that let us cheat legitimately. <laughs> it's so good. It's like the game's letting you win, but you feel like you did it by being luckier than them. <laughs> oh, man. Extra sense. I, I lose my shit every time I draw it. It's so good. It is so, so good. The The next understated one that I think we want to talk about is... Um, actually, what do you think? Rhythm, rhythm chaser or leader? Um, I would say leader. Yeah, it's leader. Leader's very wordy, and it initially doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But the place where it really comes into its own is in the mid game, i.e., when you're hunting level two creatures and above. It is. It's so freaking welcome. And if anything, I would say it actually lets you get to mid game a little bit earlier. Actually. Yeah. No. It does. 
under the right circumstances, you would be able to cheese your way into... Because, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we didn't say what it does. So, first mo- first and foremost, if you encourage a survivor, the game plus one speed token until the end of the round. Whatever. Um, however, once per hunt phase, uh, if you're a leader, you may inspire another survivor, and they can use your understanding and courage to resolve a hunt or story event. This is really good. Now, granted, you do have to have good courage or good... Uh, uh, or good understanding in order to make good use of this, like, at all. And, uh, and if you pointed that out, I'd be very willing to be like, yes, that is completely reasonable. If you don't think this is very valuable because of that, I would not blame you. However, we've played enough of this game to understand exactly how valuable courage and understanding can be in niche situations. Not to mention as well that the the fact that it states that it can let you do it for either understanding or courage is incredibly useful because if you're running a if you're running a uh, civil civilization then you're going to be gaining understanding like no tomorrow and if you're running a savage civilization you're going to be gaining courage like there's no tomorrow so it's useful for either type of situation uh, and civilization rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, importantly, the thing that lets you uh, let, lets you cheat getting into getting into mid game a little bit sooner is that it lets you scooch on past overwhelming darkness just a little bit easier if your leader can walk the path of the brave. Yeah, I mean, because overwhelming darkness. If you don't have, I believe it's path of the brave or or, or the the normal one. I forget which one it is. Um, and it's highly likely that you're probably going to have an insane survivor as well. Um, then you are running a very high chance of not just getting a severe stat debuff, possibly permanently, there is a very high chance that you could die before you get to the second level monster. And um, Path of the Courage, Path of Courage, you want to be walking that. You absolutely want to be walking that. Yeah, and if you um, and if you haven't gone down music, or you if you've shirked off uh, Song of the Brave, then like you're gonna you're gonna need you're gonna need whatever you can get. In order to uh, scoot on past that overwhelming darkness. And... Oh, sorry. You, you mean over hulemming darkness? Oh, is there a typo on the card? <laughs> it's a real bad typo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Over, over hulemming. Oof, boy. That is four out of place letters. <laughs> That's over H W L E Mang. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hey, it's like gonna that. happen. It's gonna happen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, leader, leader, we value it quite a bit. If you don't, completely reasonable. Yeah, no, it's this is one of those ones where, like, in the same way that I could understand if you are placing, say, strategist or or um or monster claw a bit higher i can understand you putting leader a little lower if your personal experiences have led you to not gain much understanding or courage Mm -hmm. (sighs) rhythm chaser rhythm chaser is just very good because it gives you an evasion token on arrival and not only so so normally Normally, the downside of Rhythm Chaser is that you are going to lose that evasion token if you are knocked down, which is not super great, because that's going to happen one way or another. You're going to be in a fight, and someone's going to get knocked over. It's very common. But, again, agency is what makes this good. If you have an instrument in your gear grid, you don't lose the tokens when you get knocked down. 
I can't state how fucking good evasion is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. You might be inclined to be one evasion. That doesn't really sound that great. Weren't you saying before how having something in the form of an item is better? Yes, you're absolutely right. But you can have the item and this. That makes it great. <laughs> Evasion's so good. The the only thing that makes it on the lower end of top tier is the fact that you can't have heavy gear in your grid. But frankly, there's not that much heavy gear. It's fine. Yeah, and, like, if you come to a point where you need heavy gear, you're gonna get another fighting art anyway. Like, you can yeah. replace it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a way to get evasion. That's what it is. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we value evasion just a whole ton. Next, uh, I'm gonna say Timeless Eye. As yeah. would I, yeah. As would you. So, Timeless Eye is, is not super interesting, I will admit, but... Your attack roll is a perfect hit on the result of a 9 or a 10. Which combos into so much. You, I'm sure by this point, you've heard the number of times we've said the phrase perfect hit. It comes up a lot. There's lots of weapons that have bonuses that proc on perfect hits. There's lots of fighting arts that proc on perfect hits. 9, 10, it's basically just extended crit range for your perfect hits. It's really, 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 really helpful. Yeah, so remember how, like, when you play MMOs or you play, say, League of Legends or, or, or any MOBA or anything where there is a crit system of any kind, what's the one thing you do when you're building a crit build? You want to widen that fucking crit range. <laughs> and that's yeah. what this does. <laughs> and it's it's just beautiful. <laughs> like, let's let's, in a perfect world... Let's say that you've got Timeless Eye, Mighty Strike, and mm, let's say you're wielding a dagger with, should we say Thrill Seeker or Crazed? Ah, uh, let's call it Thrill Seeker, yeah. I like it better. Yeah, let's go with Thrill Seeker. So, you've got a Dagger Master, they've got Timeless Eye, they've got Mighty Strike, they've got Thrill Seeker. Guess what? You've just rolled fucking, what, three, four attacks? And you've just rolled two perfect hits. That is because you rolled a nine and a ten. Or just two nines. And uh, you're now rolling with four extra strength on your dagger, which is very well needed, because it's a low strength weapon. And you just gained, like, fucking, what? Four? <laughs> Four <laughs> extra survival? <laughs> On nines? Oh, it's good. It's, it's real good. It's really good. Timeless Eye, that is always one to get excited about, because if you don't have something that procs off perfect hit, it is so easy to get one. And... Again, this is another one where we can totally, totally understand if you personally would put this lower. Some people are just straight up, like, seemingly cursed with luck, and I can understand that. The ones which I would say aren't debatable in being a top tier are Extra Sense, quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> extra Sense, and our last one to talk about, uh, which is far and away my favorite fighting art, is ambidextrous. It is. Holy shit, so is this a stupid fighting art. I love this so much. It is so fucking fun. It gives you so many options to just fuck around with. <laughs> All melee weapons in your gear grid gain paired. 
And the more astute of you might think, say, once again, didn't you say getting it in the form that I am is better? And yeah, war paint, which I believe is what it's called, war paint. Uh, I believe so. Blood yeah. paint. Blood paint. Blood, blood paint, paint. That's it. Yeah, blood paint does allow you to emulate this, but blood paint also doesn't do anything else. It doesn't even have any affinities on it, and it also requires your weapons to be in a particular spot. Screw that. I want to be ambidextrous. <laughs> that being said, the downside of ambidextrous is that you can't use it if you have shields, two-handed, uh, shields, two-handed weapons, or heavy gear in your gear grid. But guess what? If you have ambidextrous, I don't think you're particularly fucking concerned about that. <laughs> Oh, oh, you can do so many unreasonable things with ambidextrous. Not the to world mention, is your oyster. <laughs> not to mention, it doesn't stay you need two arms for it. Yeah, I was gonna get there. You don't need two arms to be ambidextrous. Are you a fan of One Piece? Did you like Zoro in One Piece? Just be Zoro from One Piece. <laughs> I think that's the right character, isn't it? The guy with the sword in his mouth? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Oh, uh, it is, uh... Oh, or even better, do you want to be Zabuza from Naruto? <laughs> <laughs> have an anime badass. Uh, <laughs> let's... We have we have some time on our hands. Let's talk about some stupid fucking things you could do with ambidextrous. I want to spend some time on this. I want people to understand how fucking ridiculous ambidextrous is. I mean, so the thing is, like, you can just point to any two weapons and go, I want to use those, and you know what? Good job, man. You chose a very good ambidextrous build. Because, <laughs> like, you just don't... If we want to go, like, the, the, the simplest, most direct route, dual-wielding bone daggers with ambidextrous is super, super effective. Because that is yeah. so, so many attacks. So many chances for perfect hits. It synergizes beautifully with other stuff. So you can do that. Um, <laughs> now you might be asking yourself, hey, Lamp and Savvy, didn't you say that speed is really dangerous and that it means you're going to be hitting the trap? Do you know when that's not the case? When you've just started on the monster and you just fucking run in and go ape shit. <laughs> Like, like, I know we, we talk about how much stock we have in consistency and, like, playing it safe and, uh, and having more speed is not necessarily a good thing, but, like, literally all of these points of common sense exit my brain as soon as you receive a character who's ambidextrous. I wanna hit him a bunch, and I'm gonna! If we have a character who's ambidextrous and wounding two daggers, we are not expecting them to survive. <laughs> Now, we're expecting them to blow up the monster, and they will. <laughs> I think an ambidextrous dagger master can be summoned up with the phrase, Are you tired of being nice? Do you ever just want to go ape shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, like, you don't even have to stop at, like, bone daggers. You can just run up the line. Anything, anything made of scrap, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a beautiful fit. The scrap daggers are just really really nice just have you ever picked up a weapon and wanted to do more i bet it makes me want to gag how fucking disgusting two scrap swords on ambidextrous is oh i mean you want to be a fucking moron why don't you do a wheel whistling maces see where that gets you <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hit yourself in the nuts real bad? like a lot <laughs> like a lot of times <laughs> oh 
but my my personal favorite is is dependent some is dependent on having the gorm expansion but the reason i love it will be spelled out in a moment now you guys know i'm a big fan of great weapons i like the zambato do you know what is basically a discount diet zambato the rib blade because the rib blade one isn't fragile okay that's pretty awesome two isn't devastating uh you know what that's pretty mm, not keen on that but it is one-handed and it is a great weapon and it does have disgusting strength and it's not slow (laughs) (laughs) so i'm running in there with two fucking rib blades See, now you're coming in there with your eyes on the reasonable target of dual red blades. Me? Oh, I got my eyes on twin black swords. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's so gross. It's so disgusting. It's so... Mm, it's delicious. I want to... Mm. Twin black swords is a highly illegal run. Do not attempt. You will not... You will not receive. You will not succeed. <laughs> I... I dream, I dream of the twin black swords run. Oh, I feel like we need to give some context to this. I know it's not the Gorm episode, but humorous. <laughs> humorous on the black sword for a moment. Oh my god, let me, let me. Yeah, I gotta go get it. I gotta go get it, but man. Yeah, man, you wanna you wanna play KDM again? I wanna try another meme run. We're not gonna get it, but like maybe we will. <laughs> so let's let's spell out why we love. Ah, oh, shit! It's heavy. Oh no! <laughs> no, damn! Does it work with blood paint though? <laughs> That's it. It's blood paint. That's how you do it. Oh, we got so ahead of ourselves. Sorry. Okay, clarification. You cannot black sword meme run with ambidextrous. You do it with blood paint. And I don't fucking care that this is the fucking Yeah, now this is officially completely the wrong time to bring it up. But we're going to bring it up because we're morons. And we really want to talk about it. The black... Like... like, God, how fucking irrelevant this is. Not only does it have... (laughs) Not only is it not the Gorm episode, not only is it not the Antelope episode, not only is it not, but it is also not the fucking, it is the fucking fighting art episode, which this is not about. (laughs) But we really want to talk about it, because I reminded myself of it. So... We'll just be as brief as possible. The black sword is a weapon. It is gratuitously annoying to receive even one of them. The notion that you could receive two is laughable. But if for some reason you did receive two of them and put them on the same grid as someone with blood paint, then you would be able to have a six-speed weapon that has 20 strength. And has a mother fucking 50% chance more than 50% chance to hit on every single one of its attacks and on perfect hits you gain survival back and you're running a sword mask it's no it's not 20 strength it's 30 yeah if you if you are a sword master the strength is bumped up to strength is bumped up to 30 so six speed with jesus christ There is, we call it the Black Sword meme run. It is... If you manage it, 
Oh. Then, like, good job. You've won Kingdom Death Monster, and the game will now be gunning for your anime badass. That's why, you know, that's the real reason why we're putting this information here instead of somewhere else. To trick the game. It's not listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it will let us one day. Maybe it will let us. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, we got excited there. What's what's a more what's a more reasonable thing that you can actually do with with antidextrous? Like a more reasonable thing you could actually do is like I could point at something specific, but like I really don't have to. Like yeah. if there's any if there's any one-handed weapon that you would love to use twice, well, now you can. Like, as long as it doesn't have like the slow qualifier on it, then like, eh, no, you can do. You can do whatever. You want to dual-wield whips? Sure, man. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we nearly had that once. I was really annoyed, actually, because um, we we got a character who got ambidextrous, was wielding whips, and got to got to uh, whip master of all things. Um, and we were in a position to craft two hunters' whips, which are actually useful weapons. And um, then. The, the gods of KDM saw fit to strike them down in their prime and give them not blindness, but negative eight accuracy. <laughs> fuck Bone Witch. This is a call-out post on Bone Witch. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, man, she's not relevant today either, but fuck Bone Witch. <laughs> they oh made her God. nicer, but still fuck her. Oh, so... Uh, I think. What were we talking about? Fighting arts? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right. I, I think last thing that I th we do have a bit of time. Uh, last last considerations for just uh funny or interesting combos or or just just characters we had affinity towards because of their fighting arts. So I I can't I can't remember the character in question, but I do remember that uh, when we fought uh, when we fought Lion Knight, fuck Lion Knight, uh, cross arm block was instrumental to us just not completely eating it. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I think they ended up losing an arm as a result of it, but it was worth it because we did end up defeating level three Lion Knight for our confetti popper of a reward. God, it wasn't even that. It was like. A confetti popper that didn't have any confetti left in it, so it just popped. <laughs> Our damp confetti... Ah, can... oh, goddamn. Our damp confetti popper of a reward. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the, the, the other character I was a fan of was uh, your... Was actually your utility strategist, uh, Darius. He was cool. I liked him. Oh, um... Was that Darius? I'm pretty sure that was pretty sure that was Poss. It was possibly Dashing who was the who was the strategist. Oh, you're right. Yes, uh, Darius. I think got something that was really conducive to him using a spear. Uh, yeah, no, mistaken. Darius was just like a really a really good guy who had like a million strength. Uh, yeah, Poss was pretty cool because uh, we haven't really gone over disorders, and I don't know if we're ever going to take the time to. But there is a disorder in there that is immortal, which doesn't sound like a disorder. Uh, but she had that too, which was pretty cool. Would have been better on somebody else, but. Now yeah. she had a lot of cool traits. Yeah, absolutely. The I think the only character I would like bring to bring up of my own was uh CU. Um oh, the tragedy of CU. The tragedy of CU. So I'm a big fan of Vocaloid. 
Uh, and See You is my favourite Vocaloid. And in every occasion that I have attempted to make See You in Kingdom Death Monster, uh, I, I have been struck down for my hubris, and I have been told, why are you getting attached to a character that you have just made? Why did you name them See You? Guess what? She's dead. And then I go, no, no, I'm going to cheat and make her live. And then it keeps killing her and then i eventually brute force my way into her and by brute force i mean i cheat my way into her being a fucking grand weapon master at which point the game goes no you cheated she's lost a leg she's useless stop ah <laughs> uh, poor ceo <laughs> Don't name, don't name your survivors after characters. Did that happen to her in Lion Night, or did that happen on Dung Beetle Night? That was Lion Night. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, I I think we're at time. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think that is, uh, I think that is about all she wrote. God, that, that just breezed on by, didn't it? I did, wow, we, we had a, we had good stuff to say on all of them as well, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, or at least, I, I feel like, um, there are some, there are some good stories, some good stuff about fighting arts, and overall, I think it's up to personal opinion how much you like them. We, we just haven't had enough positive experiences with them, I think. Um, but regardless, we should do our, our exit amble. Um, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you lead us in that amble? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll lead in this time. So if you want to catch our, uh, Kingdom Death streams, whether it's, uh, the first one where we didn't know what we were doing or the second one where we very much did know what we were doing and we had Lamp there, then you can catch it on twitch.tv forward slash eternal underscore savvy. And of course we do, we do stream other stuff there like, visual novels and and just chilling with video games and multiplayer stuff mm-hmm. uh if you like uh on the flip side if you like me more than savvy uh you should swing by to twitch.tv ports us surprise round rpg tell your friends um we uh, we play uh, we play tabletop role-playing games such as like pathfinder dungeon dragons that kind of thing uh we've got a we've got a jojo's bizarre adventure game there too if that's your kind of thing i feel like mm. there might be some overlap between kingdom death fans and jojo fans mm. it feels anime enough mm. definitely definitely Highly recommend Cheer Up. Very good series. Yeah, I, I'm pretty proud of it. But that's about all I have to promote for myself. Um, so at the time of recording this, I don't know how true this will be in the future, but at the time of recording, She Hero 6, the person who uh, who did the lovely banner for us, is currently taking commissions. Uh, maybe in the future she is as well. She does quite frequently, so it doesn't hurt to check up. You can find her at She Hero 6, the number, not the word. She uh, Hero6.tumblr.com. And yeah, no, you can find her commission info. She does excellent, excellent work. Highly recommend her. And uh, the links are in the description as per the usual. And in that same vein, uh, if you haven't been listening to us on iTunes, you can find us there. And it's uh, it's it's very helpful wherever you listen to us. But on, on iTunes, it gives us good stats and it will mean that we're recommended more. Uh, same for YouTube, of course. Um, we, we can't... We can't state enough how much we appreciate the hell out of you guys supporting us. And... Um, how much we would love to see more of you listening so if you think anyone would would enjoy this let them know recommend it yeah absolutely all right i believe that is all she wrote shall we douse the lantern i believe we shall we we will see you next time or maybe we won't it's dark <gasps> Ooh. Ooh.